Hello and welcome back to the Pet Panda Cast, a football comedy and current affairs podcast in a talk show, talk show, talk show style panda. How are you doing today? Very good. I've got some calloused hands or blistered oh, really? hands. Yes. Now, my hands, like I said this on the group last night, so people will know, but these these hands aren't designed for picking and packing. And that's no, I don't mean to cause offence there to the pickers and packers out there, but you know, these are delicate hands. People call me Peter Pan hands. And they're, but they're taking a battering because I built a trampoline yesterday. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it took about three or four hours. The missus started it um and i had to take over halfway through because the hardest part of building a trampoline is pulling the springs and you have to work clockwise and keep pulling them you know opposite ends of the clock face so otherwise the the, the trampoline what's it called the the base or the the skin it it bows <laughs> whatever you bounce on it's very difficult though to get it taut and to pull it from side to side so the trampoline was very very difficult i had to build it to my son's birthday on Sunday. Oh. Um, and that's why I put out some advice on the timeline because it was very difficult to get a trampoline. Did you get any good advice? Um, yeah, it got a couple of guys that messaged me that I did follow up. And uh, yeah, I because I, online there's some very expensive ones, but it doesn't need to be overly expensive for a toddler. So I got a 10-foot trampoline from Sport Power. Not bad. So 160, I think it was, or something like that. I mean, quite a lot of money, but get good use out of it and the dog's already been up on it bouncing so i need to keep him off of it um so so trampoline's been built and another thing in terms of physical exertion what i've been up to want to give a big shout out to craig so i don't know if we're going to cover this now or later but this is in relation to the personal training or the fitness course we're going to be running the panda boot camp the panda boot camp yes but shall i save my feedback on that or? yes no no well uh, let me plug it first so go on we got some we got some feedback after the first plug which was last week where people were saying it's it's too summertime right i'm you know i'm 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 starting you know I, i'm going to croatia whatever run fight by run said we're gonna actually start this on sunday the 12th of september and it's gonna start so it's, we're gonna kick it off with a Q&A with uh, Olympic gold medal, uh, medal winner Amy Williams, MBE, on the 12th of September. So Incredible. it'll kick off on the sun- oh, that Sunday with a uh, Q&A, which will be recorded with Craig, um, who, who we're doing this boot camp with, uh, with Amy Williams, which is really exciting. And so it's basically six weeks, the program is, uh, 45 quid. You get weekly weigh-ins on a Friday. You literally, like Craig will check in with you daily. Um, you get bespoke workouts tailored to your fitness level, mobility, and access to equipment. Um, you get content throughout the pro- program, so nutrition, exercise, and sleep. And then you get access to a private WhatsApp group, which includes uh, me, Panda, and SOTD, and a few other interested parties. But yeah, I'm going to start that on the 12th of September. It's a bit far out, but do do have a look. The link will be in the description, and it will also be on Twitter. And uh, Panda's already been doing some uh, some work with Craig. In well, background. one, yeah, so I spoke to Craig on Tuesday and I've got to say to people, what a nice chap. I'm not a massive fan generally of personal trainers, but he is brilliant. And well, I just think they're very generic and they're not bespoke enough and don't listen to you. Uh, well, not all of them, but a few of them I've come across, you know, in my years. But Craig, he's just brilliant. So I kind of explained to him, look, I've had a son. I haven't done a lot in terms of movement for the last three years. Number one, what do I need to buy and where do I really start? Because I want to get a base before I kind of head back into a gym. First thing, put my mind at rest. He said, it doesn't encourage anyone to buy anything. You know, he said, you've got a rucksack there. He gave me some things that are just around the house to use. Uh, sent me a video that night with the exercises on and told me exactly how many reps and what to do just to get the body moving. He then watches me and can tailor it from that point. And just, yeah, really enjoyed the phone call. And put me at ease and so I've kicked off with one session I'm like well I need to feed that back to him and he'll hear I built the trampoline so he'll be pleased and yeah I'm going to start working with Craig over the next six to 12 weeks and then obviously the big challenge will be in September when uh, we all join that group and we have to input our food if we want and um, what we eat and exercise so really looking forward to it and it's about time because physically and mentally uh, you know I need sharpening sharpening um no it's it's i i craig helped me lose i'm not just saying that yeah it doesn't surprise he's brilliant craig is is the best bloke i know i think i think he he helped me lose i don't know that well top five for me definitely 
Um, okay. He helped me lose. Have a you stone. met him, by the way? Uh, I have not in person. No, no, just on the FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I have though. Mm. Um, yeah, but he helped yeah, me lose a stone uh, from <laughs> from March to March to mid May. I lost basically a stone with his help, um, wow. and it was really really great. It helped me a lot. Probably uh, got about three stone to lose. Yeah, I mean they'll fly by, mate. Honestly, yeah, I reckon it, you do, it, it, I reckon it, you do like one every six to eight weeks easily. Yeah, um, yeah. and just like one of the fittest I've ever felt. Um, mm, really, really great, mm. great stuff. And so that was uh, that was really exciting. The food isn't quite under control yet. I went for lunch today with a six foot six bloke. Uh, had actually, a pizza. yeah, yeah, very tall. How many did he order? Uh, just one. He had one. Not this wasn't Craig, by the way. No, this was a, this. Oh, okay, yeah, no, this, this was a very slim six foot six. Oh, bloke. really? Yeah, yeah, very. And he wore a green checkered shirt. He looked the part, actually. So he went down to my old stomping ground, London Bridge, and went to Pizza Pilgrims there, which is behind oh, very lovely. the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, had a Diet Coke and one of their signature pizzas, and mm. then travelled back through the new London Bridge station, popped into Hamleys to buy a couple of toys for Sunday's party, and then obviously here I am recording with you. Here we are. Um, last thing I wanted to say. Go on, mate. It's going to be funny in the whatsapp group seeing what meals you eat <laughs> that that's the only part i haven't raised with craig yet i'm not that comfortable because how can i put seven deliveries on a week and seven uber eats i haven't <laughs> like Mate, do, do you know what do you know what i was still smashing out a couple of deliveries a week you don't share that with him though do you uh no but like like the thing is I would share it, but it's like mm. what I was getting was so it's just about what you order. So he's gonna for be me, appalled with me. My my, <laughs> of course he was fucking appalled with you. It's no, he's going listen. to be when he sees what oh. I eat. I mean, he's mate. not seen my Twitter profile yet. <laughs> the carbonara that I lick off the work surface. <laughs> just like the only thing you've got in the in the fridge. You know when you're like, oh, I'm gonna go home and have that curry, and it's gone off for like a week or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's must have what you must have felt like. But um, no, you know. You get like a tortilla Mexican uh, bowl, you know, no burrito. You just get rice, rice, meat, all the veg, yeah, salad, yeah, um, some stuff on top of that. What else is healthy? I... Sometimes I go for like not that healthy, but Jamaican, lots of lots of chicken there, Caribbean food. Uh, I sushi, used to keep. I used to keep Excel sprit- before my fitness pal was around, which is the app where you can track what you eat. You scan the barcode. And it, it has a pie chart in terms of your, your macros, so your fat, protein, carbohydrates. So I used to have an Excel with my uh, weight regime and an Excel for my food intake. So I, I, I used well, I used to be on top of it. I don't know where I'm going with that story. But now things have just slipped badly. So five McDonald's breakfasts a week, there's seven delivery dinners or lunches. I get deliveries for lunch most days. And as you know, I know most of the drivers in the area. So a couple of them come around the back of the bar, don't they? <laughs> to the bar it's yes. like mid it's a midday pret order so again again pret right you can get the um you i know can the, be far healthier than getting yeah yeah you're right you know the chicken salad with the with the yeah, pistachios yeah. that's yeah. good isn't it that's good anyway anyway uh any other weekly movements uh not really i've done a lot of research today on, on this week on sexually transmitted infections seriously um yeah just well saw a, a big article around what it was like in georgian london in the 18th century um where one in five 35 year olds which is my age so i like to research what happened at my age in the past one in five of us had syphilis yeah wow and even more than that had gonorrhea and chlamydia and they used to treat syphilis with mercury which is very toxic and they used to believe well merc if you ingest mercury i don't know if you're a big fan of mercury but for those of you out there it helps you sleep doesn't it well it creates excess salivation um you end up losing your teeth you have kidney failure uh, and even death so it's not a great treatment, Mercury. Mercury is what's in the thermometer, I believe. Yeah, it is. Substance. Um, and then gonorrhea, which is known as the clap. Uh, well, that's the nickname for it. Um, why it's called the clap is because one treatment back then involved smacking the genitals with a very heavy object, such as a book, which created like a clap sound to make the pus come out. Oh. Yeah. So that's why it's That's actually made me feel quite queasy. Yeah. So what would happen is you would come to my house and squat on my office. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you'd squat on my office desk in front of me and I would then get one of my books. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> See, Harry's to be down with this one. His ears have pricked up. 
No, so I, I'd get one of the books on the shelf in front of me, and obviously yeah, I'd, I'd wipe the genitals and, and make the pus, or get rid of the pus. Sorry, I mean, it's, look, it's not nice to talk about, but we must always be learning and moving forward. So I've been studying those. I've also studied a little bit of psychology. There's a great psychologist out there called David J.P. Phillips, and he runs a course on whether you're an overthinker or not. And sometimes all of us overthink or suffer a bit with anxiety. And he said one of the most effective tips that he recommends is to just keep your eyes still. If you force yourself for 60 seconds to look and stare at an object and keep your eyes still, you really can be in the moment. And I've tried it this week. And I tell you what, it's so effective because to access uh, long-term memory parts of our brain, we need our eyes to scatter around and dart around. So by keeping them still, you can center yourself. And I found that quite effective. My long-term memory is actually quite good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm, one of my talents. One what of about my short-term few. memory? Uh, it's all right. It's not amazing. Did you study psychology at school? No. No. Okay. Because there was a few studies with like, Pavlov's dogs and Freud. Have you ever had an STI? Just while we're on the subject. I mean, I'm not really going to go on to that uh, <laughs> on air with family members listening. But bear in mind, a, as a family show. Bear in mind, I slept with an enormous woman that needs a bath and I almost hit the light bulb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> read, into, <laughs> read into that what you will with, with that question. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I mean. So, you know, mate. So, look, that's what I I also had another random thought this go week. Uh, what about if plants are farming us? So what I mean by that is they give us oxygen daily until we compose and then they can consume us. What about if it's the other way around? That would be a strange It's a plant's world and we're all just living in it. Yeah. Just imagine that they just, yeah, they used, they just fed us little, they drip fed us oxygen, which Fucking is ironically pricks. poisoning us over 75 to 100 years. And they know we're going to end up in the ground and they feed off us. So we're the food source for plants. Unbelievable. That I mean, is an that unbelievable is, thought, isn't it? That is quite something, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's the way my brain works, I'm afraid. So this is why I need to work with Craig, to sharpen it up a little bit. <laughs> so that's that's the week. So that's, me, that's, really. that's a weird shower thought, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, it's, well, it's better than thinking about the ladies in Norwich. I thought about a decent podcast the other uh, today, actually. I was like, yeah, what, if you, what if you just had like four quite quirky individuals, maybe entrepreneurs sitting around the table for an hour, and they had to think of like random business ideas? Yeah. You just had like, quite... you know, me, it'd be, it'd, you... be like, it'd be like a more casual Dragon's Den. Yeah, like me, you, Deborah Meaden. <laughs> me, you, Deborah Meaden and <laughs> Duncan Bannatine for an hour. Well, to be honest, what we'd probably come up with... Pit our wits against the best. <laughs> yeah, probably be a Pet and Panda cast we'd come up with and they'd say, you do realise it's capped at a very niche audience. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, that that would be our business idea. Yeah. No, I'm just saying if that's what we can come up with, then Fuck it shows yeah. the internet. No, bigger and better things coming though. There is. Let's see. Let's see. Well, speaking of niche audiences, uh, Manscaped are now an official partner or supporting the Pet, Pet and Panda cast. I do need to see that invoice to make sure you're not underpaying me. <laughs> yeah, I've told you. Like, <laughs> attempt, I've literally, I've, I've gawked at the numbers they've sent me. Yeah, I, I do need and to I've see And I've been like, fucking hell, they are Saturday. paying us. They are paying us about 25 quid an episode, mate. I don't know if you're sending me any numbers, but taking off a couple of zeros. And, and so I've, got asin- need- I've got Asinime shares in my, uh, in my name as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to double check that I'm not being fleeced on the show. So we'll, um, we'll discuss that on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk on Saturday. We are doing. A, should I announce it on there? If any, if in case anyone's worth, if anyone wants yeah, to have a drink with us, um, we're going to be a broadcast circle about three o'clock on Saturday in uh, near Liverpool Street oh, Station. Oh, hang on, didn't they give the location and time as well? Why not? See if people were interested, and then oh. they were going to DM you, and then they were going to vet you. No, you no, can no. Vet them. Oh, no, I can vet them. <laughs> should I? What's yeah. your name, John? Yeah, I'm not sure about well, no, that. You can mate. see how they we've already got. We've already got a John coming. Yeah. <laughs> Pet and Panda on tour, this will be. Uh, we, will, we, will, will we be signing caps and stuff? I guess we can do. <laughs> the fuck? I'm going to bring some photos, like, you know, like Neil Warnock. He has signed photos of himself in his bum bag. And he just, just says, in case. Name, love? And then he literally just writes the name on the top of it and hands them out. That's been on Twitter this week. Yeah, I thought that was quite funny. He's fucking brilliant. You know he the one where really he's like, value. you know the one where he's like, what is it, when he does the team talk and he's like, enjoy it, but by all means, enjoy it by being disciplined. You yeah. know that idea you know, yeah, is brilliant. I, one of my favourite things with him is the, the viral video where it's Pep 
versus Warnock and they kind of split <laughs> yeah, from one yeah, to the yeah. other. And I just love it because I'm a big fan of the film Mike Bassett, Football Manager, with okay. Ricky Tomlinson. You probably haven't seen haven't that. Seen but some it, of the no. lads out there or the girls will have seen it. I think it's quite a funny film. But yeah, Warnock as well makes me laugh, you know, the way he talks in the dressing room. When Brexit happened, do you remember how like pretty much every, like most coaches like were asked about it and pretty much none of them commented on it? Do you remember Neil Warnock's reaction to it? Vaguely. What was he outspoken? I thought that was Holloway. No, it was it was uh it was Holloway, but it was also Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock said something like and I was like, Good, uh we're better on our own anyway, don't need him. <laughs> Is that what he said? Which I thought I thought like of all the blokes to know what the pros and cons of Brexit are, I would have Neil Warnock firmly in my like bottom five percent percent Yeah, I, I Neil, Yeah, I guess so. I, he lives down on the south coast, doesn't he, in Plymouth? Yeah. And he travels up to all of his jobs. My two Is he actually? No, I think that's Harry Redknapp, sorry. Okay, Redknapp right. lives in Poole or Dorset. Oh, okay. In a nice Pool area town. there. Yeah. And he always travels up to most of his training sessions. I'm just trying to... Because most of his jobs have been London or below, haven't they? Mm. If mm. you think about it, because he's yeah, done, yeah. what, QPR, Spurs, West Ham? Portsmouth is in Portsmouth, South... Southampton, he's, he's done. West Ham, he's done Southampton, he's done... What's the, what's, the, what's the northernmost job Harry Redknapp's done, I wonder? Let's have a quick look. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. What? Imagine that coming up on a pub quiz. You'd be is like, it, what it, the fuck? Well, it's quite a contributor. He used to... Here we go. Teams managed, okay? Bournemouth, West Ham. Portsmouth, Southampton. Portsmouth. Where's Leamington? Tottenham, QPR. No, Leamington oh, is well, he who played he played for. He played for them, yeah, and that would yeah. be Leamington, I think. Sorry. He managed, um, he managed Jordan? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, and then Birmingham City. Oh, Birmingham. See, that would have been a bit of a commute. Yeah. He yeah. used to always ring in on the way to training and speak to Alan Brazil on the Talk School <laughs> Breakfast Show. I always used to like that. That was back in the days when I used to work. So I used to listen to that as well. He, Harry Redknapp, Ali McCoist, and Neil Warnock. Quite good characters in football. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway... <laughs> stories of the week uh, oh no I stand do the plug okay so support for the pet and panda cast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide join the movement for your below the waist grooming needs get 20% off plus free delivery with the code panda at Manscaped there we are stories of the week 13 year old uh, winning bronze at the Olympics for skateboarding what are your thoughts on this like when does a sport stop becoming a sport? I haven't really had a chance to research this in great depth and think about this query. I I think the more the merrier. I think it's quite old-fashioned to think about the sports and Olympics in terms of, you know, Greco-Roman wrestling and modern, the, the old-fashioned pentathlons and running. I mean, that's a nice thought, but it's a life and times move. So anything where there's skill involved, I think there's an argument, you know, skill slash endurance. As long as it ticks one of those boxes, I don't mind it being in the Olympics. I mean, look, golf, everything will be there one day, won't it? We've already got golf, what about, what speed about e- climbing. What about esports? I think there's a lot of skill in esports, yeah. So massive market for it, popular. There's a concern, I guess, with... Uh, sedent- what's the word? A sed- sedentary, sedentary lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like sloth-like movements and mm. obesity in children, and maybe you don't want to encourage people to sit and play. But it's not a worse job than something else. Where you, you know, what's the difference between sitting as a signal controller at network rail versus sitting playing computer games of a day if they pay the same amount of money? Yeah, if true. there's a market for it, I mean, you know, it's up to the individual, isn't it, to get up from signalling and running those controls to walk around and you know you have to take some responsibility in terms of your weight and fitness so mm. yeah i don't I, th- I think it'll probably i reckon esports is bound to be there in the next 20 years i agree have you watched two things i'd bet on have i watched much yeah um not really I, i've watched a bit of the football as i said to you so i know spain got to a slow start by drawing and then they equalized against uh Oh, who'd they equalise against in the quarterfinals? It was really dramatic. I think it was... Um, who's... Th- okay, this is a long long way around. Who's the guy that Man United signed? Uh, Ahmad Traore. Who'd he yep. play for? What country? Uh, he plays for the Ivory Coast. That's it. So it was Ivory Coast under 23 versus Spain under 23 in the quarters. And I think Ivory Coast scored in the 90th minute. Spain then equalised in the 95th. Spain went, then went on to win in extra time. They saw that. Spain then have beaten Japan, the host, in the semis. 
Uh, so I've seen a bit of the football. I saw an incredible 400 meter hurdle race. Yeah. They, yeah, they're calling that. that the best race ever in yeah. terms of quality of times, but I can't really say I'm a, um, an athletics or track and field master. Hmm. What do you make on this opinion that back in the day, like Limford Christie, Sally Garner, I don't expect to know these people, um, but ex Olympians used to be held and put on a bit of a pedestal by society in the UK. They were on big TV adverts and yeah. we loved them, adored them even though we didn't have many gold medalists. Whereas now, you know, the, yes, some of them are known, but I don't know if there's the same buzz and they're not quite Isn't that just a bit names. of originism though? Like we had you know, um, Chris Hoy until he, got, yeah. until he retired, Mo yeah. Farah. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, Jess, oh Jesse, the, Jess the, Ennis. Jess Ennis. Yeah, that like, was all around London 2012, wasn't it? But you make a good point here. Yeah. I mean, London 2012 That's athletes. Good point. London 2012 were put again in On a shrine. Absolute I mean, pedestal. that Super Saturday where... Greg Rutherford, I think it was, won the long jump and Mo Farah won a race and somebody else, might have been Jess Ennis. They were just, you know, they're on league of their own. They were on, they were made for life basically mm, in mm. this country. But I can't say the same for the 20, 2016 or 2021 Olympians, to be honest with you. Who I'm not the sure what that's in the UK. 2016. Was that Rio? Olympics medal. Uh... GB medal winners. Let's see who won. Well, look at the gold. Let's GB gold. GB gold medals 2016. Let's have a look. See, there's 27 gold medalists. So Adam Peaty won see, the See, I don't think people care about him. Yeah. Um, what else? Which will annoy win? some people, but Bradley sorry, Wiggins I... won a gold in the in the men's team. Foot. But... Mo Farah won. <sighs> Max Whitlock won uh, a gold. Yeah, but that's what I mean. No one cares about Max Whitlock. Don't they? I don't know. I don't think they do, mate. There quite a few people talk about him. You can get into my comments. Uh, look, they can respond to this. I don't think people give a toss about him. But, and that's not right, to be fair, I don't enough. give a... T- I'm trying to be... I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I don't well, care. Well, that's what I like. That's I, the beauty I, of this show. I, I, I do not care about the Olympics. Like, I mean, Max Whitlock, I couldn't pick out of a crowd from, you know, a bunch me, of me, people. Me and Chris Harris. But, yeah, like, <laughs> if you put Chrissy Harris, Maxi Whitlock... Uh, a Max- couple of others <laughs> in a lineup. I couldn't pick out Maxi Whitlock. Oh. The thing is, if you gave me Chris Akabusi back in the day, or Linford Christie with his lunchbox, I, you know, I knew what though they were on the front of the newspapers. But but isn't think- it also that uh, I'm trying to find a way to, to? So one, there's more competition for attention. Well, in more terms of gen- sports is seen now. Yeah, there's more sport. Two, like season. 30 years ago, what were the only ways to watch sport? Like consume sport. Or react to sport. It was BBC Grandstand. It was radio, TV, and and newspapers, right? Yeah, that was but, it. But, 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 but even TV. But think about it. Even TV was a, a narrow. You know, we. Yeah. We, as I said, just to repeat myself. BBC Grandstand was a Saturday show, and that's where we saw most of our sport back then. Mm. Before mm. Sky, I'm talking about. So that's yeah. Time. But then Sky come along and covered a bit on Sky Sports. But yeah, you didn't get access to everything like you do now. I mean, you can watch gymnastics all year round. Yeah. Whereas back then, you used to only see it every four years. Mm. I mean, Tom Daly is a household name. Yeah, he but is. Again, I think it's because we followed his journey and we and we fell in love with him and we enjoyed his career arc. And, you know, he was at London 2012 again. Also, he's, you know, uh, he's one of the most, he's one of the most famous openly gay uh, athletes in the world, right? Yeah. And they've got a son. I think I little more one child I think, um, with, yeah. his, with his husband. So, yeah, you're right. There's It, yeah. it might not be just on, you know, Diving no. performance in terms of no. him being a household name, right? Like because I mean, his, I'm trying to see, like, you know, his name kind of transcends athletics, right? Um, yeah, I just want to move us on to is there any give you can take because I want to ask you about Jack yeah. Grealish, yes, yeah, sure, sure. So, I want to ask you, have you cut the head of the serpent off? Yeah, so I've, I've had a good, really good discussion about that. And so, to feedback, there, did you did you call the bloke up and was like, you know, yeah, I have, I have spoken to him, and I think Aston Villa, from, from what I understand. Aston Villa were very bullish on keeping Jack Grealish, especially in the post-COVID COVID climate, because they did not expect anyone to come in and find £100 million. You know, that is such an astronomical sum of money when you compare Sancho going for 70 and how United bartered for that. So to think someone in their mid-20s, you know, Jack Grealish, as good as he is and as much as I love him, City would come along with £100 million. I think that was unfathomable to Aston Villa back in February, which is the time that I know these discussions took place. So I think that, you know, yes, they didn't expect him to go and I don't think I expected him, but when it was clear that City were going to stump up that cash, 
I mean, everyone has a price, don't they? Yeah. So but also, but also, you have to put it as slightly in caveats, like you know, he will not be sold. I think everyone can be, mm. but it's the price. I mean, Messi, you would say is unsellable. Well, not if somebody come along with six hundred million pounds. Yeah. So I think that's really the Jack Grealish situation there. I mean, it's a huge sum of money. But also, Man City, right? They are okay. So Aguero's gone. So that's what three, four hundred k off 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 the wages probably, per week. Probably. They've sold um, Angelino to Leipzig for sixteen million. They've sold Jack Harrison for like what twelve million quid. They've sold the mm. uh, Lucas Metcher to Wolfsburg for seven and a half. And then they've got a host of players who who could also get sold. Um, Yangel it's Herrera. The, I mean, you, um, I guess you can't include Leroy Sane because he was spent last year. No, with the Diaz money. So you're yeah. just looking at this year's outgoings. Yeah. So, so they they are apparently going to make about a hundred million pounds just from players that have not played for City regularly mm. or before. Mm. Um, so, if you basically said to, if you were a sporting director and you came to the City board and you were like, look, if we can shift these lot and get eighty to hundred million in. And we spend 130 million net on Kane and Greedish. There is no club on planet Earth that says no to that. Like, there's no one who doesn't do that. How much that did you say they'd spend? I think about 230 between them. What, and you think that's a no-brainer for, for teams? Well, if you get 100 million through the door without having to sell any of your squad, yeah. Do you mm. not agree? Um. So, you, you, so you're telling me, I, right? I'm you, a big believer in spending money at the right time. And what I mean by that is Pep Guardiola is at almost the end of a project and has done everything domestically he can do and has built a great side, but does need two finishing pieces. So it does make sense for me there to spend the money and push them over the edge in Europe. Whereas if they were at the start of their cycle, or if it was a Manchester United three years ago, it probably doesn't, uh, make sense to me spending the money on those two players. You know, I think you build things a little bit slower and spread the money a bit thinner to sort of build the squad first. But City don't need anybody. So, you know, for them, it's ideal and it takes them over the edge. So, I, I, lo- I mean, I, lo- I love the signings. I think they should be signing those two players. Hmm. But what I just does... think, I just don't see how they, I, I get the impression Harry Kane goes next summer. Hmm. Uh, only okay. because these deals are so difficult to make. And, you know, someone asked us a question on Harry Kane, and I have to say, my massive big takeaway from that saga is how naive Harry Kane was. I think it may have been his brother, but he chose to commit X amount of years to Daniel Levy. Six years at up, age 25, I think, yeah, in 2018. Yeah, yeah, and give up all of his leverage and buy into the Mopo story and a club that had historically failed with trophies and to build much. And, of course, it was massively exciting back then. But to sign yourself up for six years... Look, I'm afraid you're snookered, mate. And you're trying a North American sports style holdout, you know, like a LeBron Wood or a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. But look at what's happened with Aaron Rodgers this year. So Aaron Rodgers is the star quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. He said he was not returning to the franchise. He'd done a TV stint on Jeopardy, a US quiz show, um, and sort of laughed at his own situation. Long story short, he's now turned up to training camp. And he's going to stay for a year and then he's going to be allowed to leave as a free agent next summer and pick his next franchise. But he had to come back. And I don't see how Harry Kane has any leverage in this situation. So unless City are going to find just 150 or whatever it's going to take for Levy to let him go, I'm afraid Kane can hold out all he wants. But I don't see I don't see him having much success that way. Hmm. But I would love him to go. And I think, you know, that's a good question for you, Fig. Um Lukaku to Chelsea for one thirty, yeah. which looks like it's been. It looks like it's going to be completed. That's a lot which of money is, as well for a twenty-eight-year-old. It's who's really been, who's been playing it, pro football since he was sixteen. It shocked me that has because Hakimi's gone, uh, which is big money to PSG. Obviously, Conte has gone with his wages. I didn't necessarily know they needed. Well, I don't think they did need to sell Lukaku, which is why they turned down a hundred million. But obviously, everybody's got a price, and yeah. Latoro's there. If they can recruit shrewdly. He's, he's got two years left on his deal, doesn't he, Latara? Yeah, but I think now he's the main guy and they'll build, have to build around him and hope mm. he kicks on. Um, they'll have the money there. Well, apparently him. they are linked to Duvan Zapata. Yeah, uh, Magdalanta. Vlahovic, who I really, really rate highly. Yeah, Fiorentina. And Joachim Correa as well from Lazio. So those are the three that they are Oh, because I heard Korea was linked to a Korea. He's linked to everyone. To PSG. Yeah. And Everton, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he leaving Sari's set up then? Uh, potentially, but yeah, it's yeah. not certain. I think he's a good footballer. Yeah, he is good. Um, So, yeah, so Inter will have to replace now. So it looks like... So Lukaku... 
David Amoyle. Am- Amoyle? Amoyle. Amoyle, yeah. Amoyle. He tweeted that price tag doesn't matter. If someone's good, you forget the price tag. Mm. I tend to disagree with that. I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know if Lukaku... When you come with that price tag, don't you think it adds pressure and expectation? Yeah. So indirectly, the price tag does have an impact on the signing because you go in there and you're judged harsher by the fans with your first touch because you're a 130 million player. The thing is, when you make really expensive signings, they're not... They're more often busts than not. And I think we've done this before, but if I go through, I've got the top 20 most expensive players in front of me, right? Right. Neymar, not a bust, probably. Mbappe, not a bust, probably. Coutinho, bust, 145 million euros. Jao Felix, jury's out. Griezmann to Barca, massive bust. Yeah. Osmane Dembele to Barca, massive bust. Pogba, Mm. mm. Hazard Mm. to Madrid, huge bust. Mm. Ronaldo Mm. to Juventus, jury's out. Bale to, to Real Madrid wasn't a bust. Ronaldo mm. to Madrid wasn't a bust. Higuain mm. to Juventus, bust. Maguire to United, probably not a bust. Lukaku to United, bust. Mm. Sancho to United, TBC. Van Dijk to Liverpool, great signing. Luis Suarez to Barca, great signing. Lukaku to Inter, great signing. Mm. Pepe mm. to Arsenal, bust so far. Arab, uh, Kepa, absolute bust. Lucas Hernandez, been in and out. Like, it's... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very hard to spend a lot of money well. Do you know what I mean? It, it is, yeah. And it becomes even more fraught with danger when you buy players at 27 or 28. Yeah. Because you're stuck at the back end of their career with minimal resale value. Um, and the other thing about spending big money, you know, you do get a bloated squad. And it, that's why Oli, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his, as you know. Mm. Not, not necessarily the coaching on pitch, but I love what he's tried to instill with the culture there. And... But they've still got Phil Jones there in the photos because once you put these boys on big money and big wages, it becomes very difficult to, you know, get them off the books. I mean, they were they were carrying Sanchez for a while, which indirectly hampered them from bringing in a Sancho earlier. You know, you because there's only so much money to go around. So when you're stuck with bloated salaries and players not playing, it just messes up the dynamic of the squad. But, you know, Kane and Lukaku, look, two clubs, Chelsea and City, who one have won the Champions League, one have won two domestic league titles. They are ready to go now and ready to win now. And there's only mm. so much youth you can continually buy. The other side shoot of that story is that Haaland, as I've always oh, yeah. thought, was dead in the water. They know they're not getting him next summer. So Raiola's declared that and they, they know. Just like they knew they couldn't get Sancho, so they went to get ZH that day. Yeah, You know, the football works like, you know, you make moves a year, two years in advance. They know that Haaland's unattainable for them. So that makes it very interesting to see where he goes next year. Yeah, very, very interesting. Mm. Um. So I want to bring forward a question, right? And mm. make it into the gambling uh, section. Mm. Who's going down in the Premier League this season? And I've got the odds up in front of me. And I reckon there's one club who are at quite tasty odds now. What, to go down? Yeah, to finally um... go down. Although I think their coach might be a bit too good to go down. Are you talking about Burnley? I'm talking about Southampton. So Ings has gone. Yes. War Prowse is rumoured to go. They're at 5.4 to go down. And they are is, the longer is Hassan, odds. Is Hassenthal still there? No. Yeah, he must be. Oh, my God. They're, they're longer Since odds. He, didn't he cry? He I, cried, yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in him. Really? I think he's a good manager. Not anymore. I think he was, but his results since crying have been very poor. <laughs> they have been uh, terrible. And now he's lost Ings. Yeah, I... Um, I do think that is a very, very noble show. So they're at 5.4. You've got Norwich, Watford, Brentford, Palace, Burnley, Newcastle in order. Yep. So I think Brentford will stay up out of those three. I think Mm. Palace will stay up. They've made some good signings. Burnley... Do you trust Patrick Vieira, though? I don't, but I just... I mean, he hasn't done anything for the managerial game. I just look at the Palace squad, right? Look at Frank de Boer when he come in. I mean, it's not easy to cut your teeth. But Palace squad this season, right? You've got Zaha... Eze, who will come back. Elise, Benteke, Mateta, Gwehi. You've got Conor Gallagher. You've got Joachim Anderson. Oh, there's just too mm. many good players there, isn't there? Mm. Well, I, I don't like that statement. They're too good to go down. Too many good players. It never really worked. Look at QPR. Look at West Ham once upon a time. You know, I, I don't... Yeah. I don't, would, you, would you bet on Palace going down at 2.7? I wouldn't bet on anyone to go down because I don't bet right. on these markets. Yeah. So I find it really difficult to kind of give an opinion. But 
Um, Brighton are 10th favourites, I think, to go down, which is interesting. I can't see them going down. They're not going to go down. But who, who are your three then? Any, um, yeah, may, maybe Southampton, Palace and Norwich. Mm, I think it's, I think Watford will go down. I think <sighs> Norwich, Watford and maybe Southampton. Mm, mm. I just think Burnley and Newcastle. They're always in the, the fringe. As long as Newcastle, I mean Newcastle, I, I think he did an okay job there, and he was Super very, yeah. very unlucky. With if the they sign Joe Willock, they'll they'll definitely stay up. Joe Willock, some maximum. I mean, he's a, he's a yeah. star player. And um, then you got, you got this is this is his last year at Newcastle, I would guess. Yeah, one more big year away. Same about Fofana. On that note, I mean, he oh, yeah. one, one big year away from a move to a big fire. Well, like a massive club. Mm. I'll tell you who's going to struggle this year. My tip for underachievement is Leicester. Really. Yeah, I think they'll struggle. I don't think you can get away with what they've done. I think that everyone around them in that top four race is massively invested, or most clubs. Fofana going down hurts them a lot because now Quebec has to play. And um, I just think, although the mid... Who did they sign? That's Patson Dakar is, yeah. is an exciting signing. Really good But Vard is a year older, and I just think that it's going to hurt them not making the Champions League twice. I don't believe in... you know They've blown that twice now they're going to get away with that and just step into it this year. So I think that they'll, they'll be quite a way off the top four this year. Mm, fair. Um, what do you make of the continued James Madison stuff? I just can't wrap my head around it, mate. 70 million, the rumours, the rumoured yeah, price. I just, it's just frightens me what's going on at that club. I just hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, I really, I really, really hope we don't buy him. Um, Is Odegaard coming? What's the news there? Uh, I mean, I think he's Unknown. second choice. I think he's second choice to... Um, Who to? To Madison? Yeah. So Arteta and Edu were going for Madison over Odegaard, basically. Well, apparently, I think there were some yeah. conflicting reports that but Madison will be more expensive, Odegaard. won't he? It'd be double the price, I think. And that's strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, have you done any gambling the last week or so? Uh, let me just check my betting spreadsheet. I haven't done a lot. Although I'm watching a lot of MLS now. Um, no, I haven't really got any good betting tales to report back this week. There was two games at the weekend, but I forgot to. Score scribble them down what I was betting on um, so I can't actually fill this section in this week sadly but I did know that Los Angeles have you seen this Atuesta Vela very talented team yeah I've not won in three at home now which is quite unusual mm, and they've got Little side though. note yeah Kansas beat them 4-1 last night do you watch much of the MLS not terrible amounts no no does it come up on State of Play podcast at all yes it does are they um, are they knowledgeable about it uh, Matt is Martino isn't <laughs> oh right, okay so matt takes the lead on that um yeah so mls we sometimes also get a guy called roberto rojas on there but oh. um we used to speak about it a bit more um yeah than we do i'm really enjoying that league because hmm. you've got a st- i don't know if i said this last week so i might be repeating myself but it's really interesting if you bring up the mls table so into miami david beckham's team with kieran gibbs who scored a header last night they sit bottom and they have at the helm yeah, and they've fallen into the trap of buying Gonzalo Higuain, where if you look at him, walks around the pitch overweight. They've they've played old school MLS, yeah. whereas the clubs at the top end, they're the guys bringing oh, in the, the Seldos of this world. Next, next level. Uh, the Bre- Brenner, who is the dude at Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah he's forward. good. You know, I'm really enjoying how the MLS are going about their business. They're buying smart players, and it's making it very watchable. You know, the Lampards, Gerrards, George Best at the end of his career going over there. Those days, thankfully, are starting to slip by now. Yeah. We're starting to get some proper talent move from South America up and then move over to Europe. I mean, Brenner, this is beautiful for him, a couple of years at Cincinnati, and then a European club. Yeah. Um, same as there's a guy. Who's the guy that's been linked to Italy? Gianni um, Cabusio. Yes. He's gone Vene- to Venezia, is it Venezia? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boost really at 19. Yeah, There's also Tejon Buchanan, who plays for is it New England. Um, right. He's really highly rated. He's linked to sporting and a few other clubs as well. And I enjoy it. There's a couple of Spaniards, I think, over there. Carlos, Carlos Gil, who plays yeah. for New England yeah, yeah, Revolution, yeah. and Pozuelo, who plays for Toronto, who are just just brilliant number 10s or A-mids. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of getting into the MLS, which I never thought I'd say. So nice. good to see them picking up their, I guess, football uh iq the level is improving um well has some messy news just come out hold on hold on oh apparently messi's gonna leave really well 
Well, Romano tweeted about 20 hours ago that he was going to sign. But Marca have just reported that he has never been further from renewing his Barcelona contract. Mm. Negotiations have reached a point of no return, which seems impossible to reserve. I think it's probably fake news. Now, I mean, if... Okay, let's say that doesn't happen. The only two places that Leo Messi can go are PSG and Man City. Correct. Does... Do you take Kane or Messi? Oh, I mean, come, mate, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah, I'm just thinking that. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? Um, right, let's let's move on to some questions. Maybe that's okay, for next week then. Um, so we've done who goes down this uh, this 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 season. FI Run Fatboy Run, who I hope will now sign up to the crash course because he won't be on holiday. Panda, in spite of Fabrizio being the new snitch at Spurs, who would you rather your life secrets be leaked for a whole season by Fabrizio on Twitter or send the missus on a weekend away to Butlins with Toby from Love Island? Oh, bloody hell. Always, isn't it? Trying to drive a wedge in this marriage. <laughs> I um I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want constant reporting of you know Adam <laughs> built the trampoline. Adam so here we, here we go. <laughs> yeah, here here we go. Wife on the night out, uh with sis you know, no, I wouldn't want all that. So I would choose the weekend away and just close my eyes and put, put you know put my fingers in my ears and just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm sending her off to Butlins is the answer. <laughs> Butlins. <laughs> uh, FI Elliot, um, predictions for best three signings of the summer with a standout favourite and which team has done the best business this window so far. Loving the show, lads. Cheers. Thank you very much. I'm Elliot. surprised about that. He's loving it. Good to see. <laughs> um, I, best three signings across Europe, is that? Or? Yeah, yeah, why not? Well, I, I've said it, but Hakimi, yeah. Buendia. Yeah. At his club, Elliot's club. Uh and probably Donnarumma. Mm. Oh, actually, you know, but Sancho. God, there's been some good signings. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Lakonga who we've signed as well. I think that's gonna be a good one. Um Off think... the radar. Let, let me think of off the radar ones because Bu- Buendia, Lakonga. Off the do you know which one I really like? Rodrigo de Paul to Atletico Madrid. Oh that is a top 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 signing Rodrigo de Paul that might be the signing of the window it could well be it could well be Rodrigo de Paul Buendia and Laconga will go for mm. uh, and then Locatelli to Juventus when that happens I really like oh he'd have to go in and say Laconga to be fair because Laconga we have let's be honest we don't I know, know you say it I didn't want to pick you up I have zero idea how he's going to step up and translate from Andalek <laughs> he's going to be amazing <laughs> he'll probably play about 10 minutes all season <laughs> Party will come back from injury. We'll play about seven games. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to definitely go for Rodrigo de Paul and the other two. I think Pax and Daka will be good for Leicester as well. I've got a feeling he'll yeah, do well. Yeah, yeah, that's in there. God, there's been some exciting signings. Mm. I'm trying to think of any others. So Spain. Do you know what? As well, I'm excited to see Nice, Leon, Marseille. They've made all made some decent moves. Well, hang Leon, on. Leon, haven't. Have, Leon haven't. Signed Leon them. haven't, but they're just going to use all their youngsters. Nice. Well, well, sh- yeah. So this is for, in, for, for football fans. Leon played Brest this weekend on Saturday. I think they're one to three, so one point three three at home. And Shirky will play on the wing, so it's Shirky time. So that's really exciting. So Shirky plays. Um, so you're right about those. Nice have had the Royola show, so yep. Stengs is there and. Uh, <laughs> Who else have I can't they signed? That. Who else have Nice signed? Amin Guiri. Amin Guiri. He had a brilliant year last year. So Stengs, Guiri. And then they and... signed the centre back from. Oh, Tadebo. And they signed Justin Clover, of course. Of course. That's it, Justin Clover. And yes. Mario Lamina. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just remembered that. Um, weird. And then Marseille have obviously gone out and got Guendouzi Saliba on loan. And yes. then they've got Jamie really... who I think is actually going to do quite well there. Yes. Probably. Yeah. And. I'm really excited to see Payet with Sao yeah. Paulo's style. And, and Mil- Milik for a whole season as well. Yeah, Milik. Brilliant. And uh, Talvin, Florian Talvin, has oh. gone to El Tigres yeah, yeah. in Mexico. Well, a five-year deal at age 29. On a five-year deal. So Payet is going to be the main man there at 34. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then what was it? which team has done the best with business this window so far? PSG for me, easily. Yeah, PSG. You know, Vijnaldum on a free. And though yeah. even... Vinaldum, Donnarumma, and Hakimi. I mean, yeah, very hard to top that. Run Fatball Run's got some shitty Olympic quiz here. 
How did the horses get to the Olympics? Interesting read this. What's the fastest racket sport in the Olympics? Horse long jumps was an Olympic sport. True or false? What was that horse run? Horse, horse long jump was yeah, Olympic. No, that, no, That's false. false, isn't it? Yeah, false. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, the scammed secret FI trader. When mm. will Virgin, Amazon and SpaceX host the first moon games? What would the high and long jump records be set at? Um, long jump would probably be about 30 metres. Um, although it'd be very hard to gain pace in the run up to it. So, when do you actually think we'll have like a proper colony on the moon? Ah, uh, 2060, I'd imagine. I'll really? Be up there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, just a quick note for that character there. What's his name again? Uh, the scammed secret FI trader. Yeah, it sent me a fantastic note. And I want to read it out because people know out there I'm a big fan of the Brooklyn's shopping region. There's an MS and Tesco that are okay. attached to each other with a coffee shop in the middle that you can often find me at. But uh, it says here, I'd also encourage you to try the West Byfleet, Waitrose, Sweet Passions Patisserie, and JL Butchers. So there's this kind of triangle of, um, I guess, shops that he wants me to go to. So he says it's sublime. <laughs> I'll tell you so what, I do, will doing be this going podcast, there next week. It's like, it's, like having, it's like having a massive network of people who just make your life better. It's great. It's brilliant. Um, Pepperisha take on top three order for Love Island and why? Who takes home the gold? So I think the final by hook or by crook is going to be Toby and Chloe, Jake and Liberty and Liam and Millie. I think Liam and Millie will come third. I think I think Jake and Liberty will come second and I think Toby and Chloe will come top just because Chloe is pissing people off the least and the public doesn't like Jake because of what he did at Casa and more. Toby is just the best character to ever be on Love Island, so he'll get loads of votes. Um, Chris Barker, is Grealish being sold and Buendia, Bailey and Ings bought a positive or negative deal for Villa? Thoughts, please. Ings is one of the biggest rip-offs I've ever seen in a window ever. 29, he's done, like, what, two ACLs. He scored, over the last four seasons, scored less goals than Lacazette in the Premier League. He's gone for 30 million on the last year of his deal. That is a fucking rip-off. I don't know if you can put a price on proven, proven goal scorers. And but what, he but was is that sensei. what they need? I mean, he could have three or four years of exceptional goal output. And if Watkins goes down, to have him there or have him as another option, Watkins on the wing, I think it adds a lot to their attack. And they've got the money. You know, rather than go out and buy a Soldado for 30 million like Spurs did, who you don't know can cope in the league, Danny Ings... Travels up there, up the old M1 or mm. M40, depending on what route he takes, and he guarantees them 20 goal involvements a year. I don't hate it as much as you. Okay, fair. Hmm. Um, what about what do you what, like? And it's also that effect, isn't it? Like um, Southampton obviously know that they've got money. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're trying to. That's why they're trying, Co- to, trying to get that's another why 25, like 30 to, million for, for Ward Prowse as well. It's why you like to do your business in advance the big player going because yep. otherwise everyone sees you coming and knocking at the door. Mm. Um, do you think it's positive or negative for Villa then, Grealish going overall? So who is it? Bailey, Bailey and Ings. And then they might get Ward Prowse as well. Yeah, Ward Prowse would tip it over the edge to be in a positive. fairly substantial positive, I think, for me. Yeah, be a decent yeah. squad. I think Wendy yeah. is going to be fantastic. I think Leon. The Bailey... only concern is if Villa start going out there and playing on more on the front foot and a bit more offensively, you know, they might be more susceptible at the back. Yeah, and they can't quite rely on Grealish. But I mean, look, I, I think it's. I think it's great money for Villa. They've, they've spent the money wisely. I think it's great for City. I think it's a win-win. I don't think there's anything to, you know, it doesn't leave a sour taste. It's not like Sol Campbell going across to Arsenal yeah. for the money or Ashley Cole leaving for Chelsea. This is a guy, Grealish, who loves Villa, loyal club captain, but you, you can't down, you can't turn down Pep mm. and a chance to play with De Bruyne and win trophies like he's going to. I mean, yeah. I think he's going to do the double-double this year. And I've, I've got a sportsman bet on with uh, Siggy about that. So I think 10 goals, 10 assists will happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We both love him, don't we, sir? I love him. Yeah, we're both in. We'll both die on that island together. (laughs) We'll both die on that (laughs) hill. Um, uh, Blue Nose, do you think it's helpful, Andrew Rhodes, engaging directly with the Legacy FI community? And are we ready for your PL anti post picks, or is that next week? That's next week, isn't it? Next Next week. Next week. Next Next Thursday. What do we do? Is it going to be top three bets of the week or one each? Yes, we will talk about that Saturday. We'll make. We'll make it official. Yeah. 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 We'll christen that with a drink. Um, So, what are your thoughts on those two questions? Or the first one, anyway. What's the first one? 
the first one about Andrew Rhodes. How does it make you feel when you see him kind of tweet? Oh, it just angers me so much. I just don't like... I, look, we knew it would happen. I mean, number one, the government have not paid out for far worse things than Football Index, as bad as it's been. You know, they don't like to put their hand in their pocket. If the Gambling Commission isn't there to govern and regulate this betting market, then the whole thing should just fall down. You know, as so many of us have said, this isn't a headline of gamblers lose money. This is, you bet, you put your stakes down and they just sweep the stakes off the table and, and run off with it. I mean, it, if the Gambling Commission aren't there to, to protect that, and I tweeted yesterday around the bullet points there, and there's just a brilliant thread by ASP that he wrote today. I, I just think Andrew Rhodes is digging himself a hole. And for, for also, how can he make out that the former CEO stood down with immediacy oh, honestly, three days after the index after scandal, 15 years expect us to swallow it and after without any gardening leave. yeah so it, it was linked and so i think andrew rhodes is he's just yeah he's just winding me up quite a bit and i think, I think he's got good intentions and thank you yeah. for talking to us and I, we mustn't turn it nasty as a community but i'm afraid it, it's not quite as simple as he makes out and this isn't just gonna blow yeah. over asp's thread was really good um and i tell you i won't let it die down um I, I will do whatever I can in my uh, not very big power to make sure that this this has as much noise as possible in the future. Um, so mm. I'm working on some things in the background to make sure that that happens. Because realistically, the fucking coverage of this by the papers has just been all they care about is clicks. Like you know, you've got. Pe- I mean, I, I think people have done a decent job, but realistically, the way they've told the story is just not. It just doesn't really cut it. So this needs this needs a full on proper storytelling mm. i think because people mm. really don't get just how bad this has been um so yeah uh oh. teddy b uh he says uh, six pack abs or alcoholic beverages i'd love the abs but it probably won't happen so I'll might happen both. with craig oh yeah but you need eight to ten percent body fat i believe for mm. abs and i don't anticipate myself getting down there so i'll yeah uh, and what about your favourite NFT? That's from DD Footy, who has a NFT. Yeah, I'm quite a fan of these bored bananas. I'll be honest with you. Oh yeah, um, I've actually got quite into them, and I've enjoyed a couple of their designs. Probably the bored bananas. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's all we've Mate, got time for. That is it. I'm losing it's interest. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> uh, let's just roll on Saturday now. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you on Saturday, and uh, hopefully people enjoy this. Let us know what you thought. Thank yeah. you very much, everyone who showed interest in Manscaped so much so that they decided to uh, yeah, back us much. a little bit with um, an undisclosed amount that I won't won't be won't be sharing. <laughs> Keeps us going for a little bit longer, doesn't it? Keeps us going for a little bit longer. Pays Keeps for the lights on. on. Keeps the lights on. Pays for the drinks on uh, and food on Saturday when I start buying. Hulu we bite some mozzarella dippers and so on and so forth but thank you very much everyone for listening have a great day and uh, have a great weekend thank you everyone